Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin' the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is Ramin Forgani, the producer and moderator of the podcast. Ramin, we've been away for a little while, but the season is in full swing with holiday hoops giving and more holiday tournaments already in the books. How are you, sir? I am doing well, Kyle. We're past the tournaments. We're into region play, and it's an exciting time in the state of Georgia high school hoops. This is the first, I would call it, official uh, rankings podcast. You know, your weekly look at the rankings and what's happening around the league. Yeah, we're we're ready to jump right into it. I know there's been a lot of a lot of games, a lot of results already in the books. A couple upsets. I wouldn't necessarily qualify them as too heavy of upsets because. You really never know. Year to year, things always change. Players get hurt. Players transfer. Um, we talked about in podcast past uh, ebbs and flows of high school basketball, or at least the way it's supposed to be in the old days. Ebbs and flows. You're not supposed to reload every single year. So you have your good years. You have your bad years. And uh, we got some basketball to talk about. And we're going to have to jump right into the boys' rankings, if that sounds good to you, Ramin. That does sound good to me, and we'll get right into it. We have new number ones in a couple of classifications. We'll start in 5A. Warner Robbins has uh, taken over the king of the hill. Yes, Warner Robbins played very well. I watched them beat Grayson 67-64 in a uh, great game at Holiday Hoops, giving to really close out close out the tournament. Uh, back and forth game the entire way, but Nelson Phillips, Georgia State uh, signee, had 14 points in the fourth quarter, finished with, what, 27 points, eight rebounds, you know, three or four assists, just did everything. And Grayson's a really good team in Class 7A, but Nelson Phillips is on a whole nother level. The, the, like, trying to put into words, like, how big of a steal that is for Georgia State. Like, you already have Demarcus Simmons, uh, Simons, who's already there, who's been – Sitting, sitting the league on fire as a sophomore, you're going to have a guy with that same type of talent level coming in next year. So next year, I mean, with, with Simon's going to be a, a junior, Phillips, a freshman, and then if you fast forward that, Simon's still in school as a senior, and Phillips pans out as a sophomore and get all, all these other guys sprinkled in, Kane Williams. Uh, Georgia State is going to be just so good, so good because Phillips is a, a high major, a high major player as a six-five uh, swingman. He's just so good, does so much stuff. And then Jacoby Owens, as well, uh, he, he hit three threes in that game. He's a stud. Uh, he's very aggressive. I don't know if he's going to end up being a Division One player. Probably not. But uh, whoever gets him at outside of the Division One level is going to get an ultimate competitor tenacious gets to the basket just just a bulldog out there uh, at the guard position so when you got owens and phillips uh that that's a lot and they get that number one that number one ranking because buford they're they're still trying to get healthy alex jones who we had ranked as the number one point guard in the state of georgia going to lipscomb he hasn't played this year he's i think it's a groin injury something like that but they've been cautious cautious with him so he's been sitting out and I watched them get beat by Morgan County, 57-54, in a, a great game. And then they win and 
got pretty much handled by Wheeler, another good team in Class 7A, but Wheeler led that one uh, wire to wire. They had no uh, no real shot at getting back into it, cut it close a little bit, single digits, I think, in the second half, but it was always Wheeler's game, and Marcus Watson's been great. David Vitti's gotten off to a really good start, Georgia Southern signee, but uh, you need Alex Jones running the point, and with him not there at full strength, uh, they're susceptible to getting knocked off by uh, other good teams, and that's what you saw there, and that's why like Warner Robins at number one spot right now in Class 5A. A little interesting, in the preseason podcast, I remember us talking about Buford sitting uh, squarely atop the division, building that dynasty, and all of a sudden, uh, what, our first week of this official rankings podcast, and they've been knocked off. Yeah, that that goes back to what I mentioned earlier, injuries, you just never know. With Alex Jones not there orchestrating the offense, that pushes Donnell Nixon to the point guard spot, and he's about 5'7". He's a good player, he's a really good player. But he's at his best when he's outside letting Jones create and he kicks to him. And I watch them, you know, beat Cedar Shoals and how many times he going to get loose and hit like five or six threes. He's a phenomenal three-point shooter. But now with the ball in his hands more, he has to, okay, I can't just pull up and take threes. I got to get other guys involved in the offense and do this and do that. And it's not going to be as easy for a little guy like that to just fire a three-pointer unless he's wide open on some ball movement. So uh, they really got to get Jones back. They're healthy to, to play at their uh, their full potential. The other change on the boys' side of the ranking at the number one spot in 2A, Glenn Hills now holds that honor. Glenn Hills, yeah, they uh, they have the honor for right now. Swainsboro, they got they got clocked pretty good by Effingham County, who looking like a pretty uh, interesting team. I think they're over there in 6A on the coastal region. They've had some pretty nice results so far, playing some pretty good competition and taking care of business. So, Glenn Hills. Uh, they haven't necessarily impressed from what I've heard so far. They beat Greenbrier. He's in eh, Greenbrier, not that good. 64-57, that is a bigger school. So if you want to look at it with the uh, the amount of kids going there and classification-wise, I guess that's a pretty decent win. Then they, they beat Midland Valley just the other night from South Carolina, 66-53. Midland Valley is not very good. Anthony Ray, he's he's pretty good over there, a good uh, Good shooter, good uh, combo guard with some length from Midland Valley. We talked about him in our uh, Fall 48 preview, if you actually remember. Uh, we had that invite over there in Augusta, so he's good. But other than that, you got, got to beat him more than just 66, 53. Uh, Tim Williamson, I think he came over from Hesaba. Uh He's been playing really well this year. He had another 19-point game the other night. You got Timmy Sellers, Trey Whitehead. Then Isaiah Bowman. So the pieces are all there, but Glenn Hills hasn't necessarily been cranking, you know, out these big time wins yet. So you always got to be a, a little bit weary from that area because you never know. It's it's Mr. Uh, Doctor Jackal, Mr. Hyde over there. You never know what type of team you're going to get. But the team I do want to caution you about. We know Dublin got Clarence to transfer in there from Wilkinson County, which is a, a huge move in all state preseason, all state in Class A public six six four that does the dirty work. Played on the the EYBL. He knows how to play basketball. He's going to be a huge help for Dublin, so I really like them a lot. But I'm telling you, number two, Banks County. You got the inside-outside game. You got Carl Cleveland, a sophomore, who's you know, going to hit five, six threes a game as a six-five shooter, and then he could punish you on the low block. Dylan Orr inside as a double-double machine. Darius Bonds. Uh, he orchestrates that all. He runs and guns, and he gets it to where it needs to be. I really like Banks County now. They they tripped up and got beat by Josie in the state playoffs last year, but Banks County, again, I'm I want to be driving that uh, that bandwagon. Big believer of them in uh, Class Two A. 
And now let's take it over to Class 6A on the boys' side. Um, we have what we could call some chaos. A lot of the top-ranked teams struggling, losing. Um, lots of shuffling going around. What's going on in 6A, Kyle? Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, if you want to look at it talent-wise, definitely we got number one Gainesville, number two Dakula, number three Langs and Hughes. You you feel pretty good about those three teams. Gainesville, they have just a brutal stretch. They're 0-3 to start the year. They're playing some big, big, big-time opponents. Uh, so that that first nine games of the season, I mean, shoot, they could – nine games, they could go three and six, you know. It's it's going to be really tough sledding for them. So their record's not going to be as shiny as it was last year, but you got to think it's going to make them better once they get into the playoffs. But they're going to take some lumps along the way. They're already dealing with a couple injuries here and there, Jabba Bledson. Uh, he missed their last game. They lost to Meadow Creek 62-61 in a, a really tight one at Hoopsgiving. So I, I still like Gainesville. They're going to have some losses. It's going it's to be really hard to, to move them off that number one ranking, even though they might not have the best record. But they're just playing such better competition than everybody else. And you can't really punish them too much if you know they do pass the eye test. They did bring everybody back from last year's, what, like 28-win team. They should have won it last year. They kind of fell apart in the playoffs. So Gainesville's going to be really good. Dakula. I'm going to jump in here, Kyle, quickly and yeah, come uh, in. ask you come in. for a quick methodology question. You're sounding a bit like the college football playoff selection committee. we got the eye test. We have, you know, it's about competition, strength of schedule. What's it going to take for uh, Gainesville to get knocked off that number one spot? Would a three and six start not, not be enough for you? See, now – there's got to be someone from the pack. Like if the Kula got off to a really hot start or a Langston Hughes or, you know, you look anybody in that that top six range, then you say, okay, well, they, they got enough. We can slip Gainesville to two, three. You probably can't put them too far past like three right now. But this was a kind of leads in who I was about to talk about next. The Kula, they had a great opportunity. I thought you could have flipped the coin as a preseason number one between between those two Region 8 teams, the cool with all, all these move-ins now, and they got Mikhail Bethea, just so so good. You got so many good guards over there, but they've struggled. They what? They lost to Morgan County, an absolute heartbreaker, crazy loss on a buzzer beater off a, a rebound off a, a half half court chuck. They lost 60. 67-65, then the, I watched them lose to Discovery in overtime off two buzzer beaters. The buzzer beater sent it to overtime, then a to lose in overtime 78-75. And then just last night, South Gwinnett's a, a plucky team. Tyser Anderson over there. He's got it got South Gwinnett some some good young players over there, but the cool gets beat 77-71. So they're sitting at about what? One in three right now. That's a team I really thought could to come up and grab that, but they just haven't been able to. So Gainesville, they they you know we're waiting for people to push Gainesville to take that number one spot. But the guys right below them, Langston Hughes and Dakula, they haven't been you know world beaters thus far. But Langston Hughes did get a nice 78-43 win against number seven Douglas County last night, so they might be trending up in the direction. All right, and lastly, we'll uh, we'll go over to Green Forest's fall from royalty. I guess we'll keep on trotting out this same. Uh, narrative until we get tired of it of class a private being wide open what says you kyle yeah it's it's open i think we'll see i mean st francis number one i feel pretty good about that aquinas sitting back in their two three zone they did what they had to do they got some help from the referees but still you had to play good basketball to beat a team like elca by by 25 points so they're 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 off to a good start green force i mean 
just uh, you can't start a game down like twenty nothing to St. Pius. I know St. Pius is really good, but when you get just ran out of the gym by Grayson and St. Pius, Grayson beats them by about forty. St. Pius could beat them by forty if they wanted to. They they rebound with the win over Sacred Heart from Alabama, but Deontay Wood wasn't playing. He's in a walking boot, I hear, so their best player's not there. They still had 25 turnovers, I think I read, in that game. Green Force can't handle a press, and that uh, that that's not good. But I think, you know, you got to punish them for getting beat by 40 points and by 25 points and stuff like that. Um, I think they're going to be able to find their way back in the top 10 because, I mean, Class A probably it's going to be a revolving door. Uh, as long as you're, you know, you're halfway decent, you're going to have an opportunity to be in there. But right now, they they got to figure some stuff out. They look really bad, can't handle a press. But when all is said and done, I think Grand Force they'll they'll find a way to sneak back into the top ten. And also quickly, um, some an interest in Class Seven A. McKeechern is at the one, but they were pushed to the brink by a GISA school and Holy Spirit Prep who beat the number three Wheeler team. What is going on there, Kyle? Yeah, the, the geese uh, with the uh, Holy Spirit Prep there, they're the real deal. They had, I think they had McEachin down double digits before they ran out of juice, lost in overtime. Sharif Cooper had 14 of his 27 in overtime and carried him through it. I heard Holy Spirit Prep was in a lot of foul trouble. Um, they got some players over there. They got some players over there. Anthony Edwards is definitely the star of that group. Uh, six, four, six, five shooting guard that people think he, I mean, shoot, he might be the best player in the discussion for best player in the entire state. Uh, maybe not regardless of classification, but if you wanted to look top players, regardless of classification, he might be you know, a top 10 guy in the entire state. So he he's the real deal. They're going to, you know, crush the skulls of everybody they play against this year. And, you know, beating Wheeler and then coming up short against McEachern, uh, Holy Spirit Prep, they are the real deal. And uh, it's a real shame that they're not in the GHSA, but they are not afraid to play anybody. They will play a lot of these GHSA schools. they got a couple more matchups with some uh, some premier programs from the, the – uh, the governing body that we know and love, so you'll have some more opportunities to see the Cougars. All righty, and quickly before we move on to the girls' rankings, um, Class 3A on the boys' side. It looks like Morgan County's getting some quality wins. They've beaten Decula, Buford, and West – or they've beaten Westlake at least, and they've played tight against Decula and Buford. Uh, is the gap in Class 3A widening? Uh, I mean, Morgan County is looking as good as it gets right now in that classification, but I'm not, I'm not putting it past Johnson Savannah. I think they're, they're still going to be a handful with the big guy inside of Monzi. Nugamezi going to Georgia. I think he's going to be tough, and they got some tough guards. But if you're just looking at the resume, Morgan County is going out and playing teams, and they're beating teams. Beat Dakula, they beat Buford, uh, they take care of Westlake. Uh, they're, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're really rolling right now. Tyron Lawrence, Alec Woodard hitting big shots. Stephen Green, tough. Anthony Cooper plays above the rim. They got some junkyard dogs down there. So I wouldn't say it's, it's widening, but Morgan County on paper is stacking up the wins and they are looking very, very good early on. We'll take it over on the girls' side. Class 6A, both sides of the ball is in a bit of disarray. Lovejoy comes up to the number one spot, the 4-0 and o Lovejoy. Um, in Class 6A on the girls' side, Harrison 2, Winer Barrow 3, Northview Falls all the way to 4. Yeah, I was uh, I was in the house to watch Northview against 
Wesleyan at that Johns Creek uh, gladiator shootout. And it was, it was an ugly start. It was like 13 nothing to start. The press was just all over. You, you saw all of Northview's weaknesses. Uh, but again, every time I see Northview play a big game, they get in foul trouble two minutes in. It's either Meyer Richards with two fouls, Asia Ennis with two fouls. Asia Ennis is so crucial to this team. I mean, Ashley Austin, she's she's awesome. She's going to be a high major player, 2019, six foot forward. Just she's great. But that team looks so good and so much better when Asia Ennis is out there, the sophomore point guard. She's so athletic. The game is coming to her a lot more, a lot easier now. Uh, she makes plays. She gets so many steals. She is a straw that stirs a drink for them. But, uh, yeah, number one, Lovejoy. They haven't played uh, the, the the level of competition that Northview's seen uh, just yet. But Anaya Boyd, uh, Genesis Bryant, the two sophomore guards, they have been really just taking it to teams. And uh, they're uh, they're taking care of business. They've been looking good. Had a game against Mount Zion, 61-46 the other night. Didn't necessarily crush them, but Lovejoy's a very tough team. I know they like to play good defense over there. But the team, you know, Harrison, I don't want to you know, shortchange Harrison. They're, they're looking very good at number two. They've got all these shooters, and you know they're always going to be good. But again, Winder Barrow. Winder Barrow is a team that, you know, probably should have won a state championship two years ago than last year. Uh, UConn signee Olivia Nelson Odell, she goes down with that, what, fractured patella or something crazy, like broke her kneecap. She's back healthy now. That's a team that you want to see them break through, and I feel like sometimes they play to the level of competition they play against. So we see them we see them beat Mill Creek, a, a pretty nice 7A school, but they're not ranked this year, 52-48. You go to overtime against 4A's Jefferson, 63-55. You have to rally to beat them in overtime. And then they play a great team, Flowery Branch, just last night, and they slip by number two Flowery Branch. They beat them 50 to 48. Shelia Watson with a, a layup at the buzzer. I mean, Winderboro is extremely dangerous, and they're going to be a really tough team. Nelson Odella inside. She almost had a triple double with 16, 16, and 7 last night. Winderboro is still a really scary team that I'm not, not a lot of teams are going to want to see come state playoff time. And if they stay healthy, I mean, I don't know if it's going to reflect in the rankings, but they might be a favorite to win it all. In Class 7A, uh, Westlake's at the 1, Collins Hill at the 2, McEachern at the 3. And McEachern's a name that's been a staple in that, whatever, 6A prior to reclassification, 7A now. But do you think McEachern's prestige, kind of the fear that teams have coming in to play them, is going away a bit? I mean, right now, I... I... I think it is. I know what Chanel Wilson, I believe her name is. She's supposed to go to Indiana. I guess she's still with the program. But I think she's been hurt because she was not, she wasn't playing when I watched them play Stevenson. And Stevenson, you know, scrappy little team, decent team in six A. I watched them get, you know, Northview just pounded them by about twenty in the state playoffs last year. You know, scrappy team. They got some nice players there. Uh, Broussard, she's really good at getting to the basket. I, I love some of the defense from some of their uh, their players. They move their feet extremely well. So they had a nice little team, Stevenson. So McEachern beat them by about 12 points the first time they played. But Stevenson was up on them the entire time at the Parkview Tip-Off Classic. And McEachern, they just, you know, they're a four-time state champion, defending state champion for a reason. They found a way to win. And uh, they pulled it out 61-56, to but then, you know, they get beat by Riverdale, Tennessee, who's the you know, best team in the nation, but they got skunked 
by about, what, 82 to 38. So a, a big loss. But then just last night in Class 3A, who Greater Atlanta Christian, they've been playing phenomenal. Greater Atlanta Christian was up double digits on McEachin the entire game. And McEachin cut it a little closer at the end. They lost 61 to 50. But McEachin's not McEachin from last year. Camille Ward, I like her inside. She's going to stay out of foul trouble. I think she blocks some shots. Uh, Victoria Agin, Agin, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think she's she's a super clutch player. She's big time for them. She won them state championship last year, scoring all those points and you know back to back possessions. But uh, I don't know. Right now, if I'm a, a elite level team, if I'm like a Buford, I'm a you know the elite of the elite, a Holy Innocence, uh, a Wesleyan. Um, maybe a Westlake, even their number one. I like Westlake a lot, and even maybe in the Collins Hill. I'm not necessarily afraid of McEachin. McEachin's going to be good. They're not going to roll over and die, but I mean, you can beat McEachin this year, but uh, I feel like once they get healthy, they'll be right back into the thick of things. But right now, McEachin, eh, they're not as scary as they once were. Let's flip it over to some recaps. Uh, you were on recap duty on Tuesday, and you netted an impressive triple-digit number, over 101 recaps up on the website from uh, Tuesday night's games. We're recording this on Wednesday, so last night's games. Kyle, let's start in a public number nine. Woodville Tompkin uh, took it to Trutland, and they snapped the 42-game region winning streak in uh, region three of a public for Trutland. Yeah, Woodville Tompkins, 72 to 65. Uh, I was just going off max preps. You know, max preps could be a little screwy, but it looked like from what I saw, uh, at least close to 42 consecutive wins. That's what I counted. So, uh, Trutland's been the big bad bullies in that that coastal region in Region Three. They'd always come up with that, you know, 27 and one, 27 and 0 going into the state playoffs. So they'll lose in the final four, the lead eight. They finally run into someone. But Woodville Tompkins, with first year head coach Lenny Williams, he's he's got those boys playing. I'm telling you, they're 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 something. They had a good season last year. He comes in, carries the torch. Preston Crisp, Charleston Willingham, they had 20 apiece last night. Um, that that I mean, I don't know. I mean, Trutland, they they graduate some of their guys from last year, so they're going to take a little bit of a step back. But that's got to send a little, you know, somewhat of some shockwaves across the, the coastal, smaller coastal schools and the rest of Class A public because the Wolverines are coming. That's a great win for them. And uh, they played Bradwell Institute, who we have ranked in the Class 6A, who, of course, they got, they got beat last night by, uh, I want to say it was Statesboro. But uh, that they played them very close. Only lost to them by about six points. So Woodville Tompkins, Wolverines, and Class A Public, that's a team that's looking to stick in the uh, the top ten for a, a good amount this season. And don't be surprised to see them creep into the top five if they keep playing at this high level. Let's take it over to Class 6A, um, Alatuna 70, Sequoia 56. Yeah, I uh, was able to check out that game. Alatuna, uh, they, they pulled away. Pulled away late against uh, Sequoia. Sequoia's just a little too young still. Uh, Alatuna was missing. Their two leading scorers, Jeremiah Sanabria and uh, Chima Ogboy, dealing with some injuries there. Uh, Alatuna, they're still they're still gelling, trying to find some new guys to be their lead scorers. Terrell Ard, who's 2019, about six five wing, he looked uh, he looked interesting. Looked like a pretty good athlete. Tried to yam on one of these guys, but. Uh, Altoona, it's they're not just going to run away with the uh, the region this year. It's going to be it's going to be a war. And then looking at Sequoia, Jackson, Greco, 
Had about 17 points in that one. Uh, lefty shooter, he'll just fling them up from all over the place. I mean, sometimes it'll be hot and he'll hit six of nine threes, or it's going to be a cold night where he's going three of 12. You just got to gotta bear with the sophomore. And then Donovan Ship, another sophomore. Had a, a quiet night, but played pretty well. Uh, but Sequoia just still still a little too young to beat Altoona. And I'm trying to look on our show sheet. It says where you're going to hit uh, Winder Barrow over 5A, number two, Flowery Branch. I think you touched on it earlier, Kyle. Do you have anything else you want to add on that one? No, that, that's pretty much it. I know I jumped the gun and get a little bit excited, but a, a good win for Winder Barrow. They're still a, a very scary team in Class 6A, and uh, any road to the state title eventually is probably going to have to run through them. Alrighty, Kyle. Well, I noticed on the website we have some new content in addition to the recaps on Tuesday and Friday nights, the rankings, the boys come out on Sunday nights, the girls on Monday. We have the Peach State Stops of the Week where you are highlighting the best games of the week. This week you have um, the Wesleyan Showcase coming up on Saturday, December the 2nd, Kyle. And uh, you have four games listed quickly. You have a poll at the bottom of the page where I'm going to ask you what is going to be the best game at the Wesleyan Showcase. Oh man, that is if you love girls basketball, that's that's phenomenal. You got all eight teams are ranked. There's gonna be some interesting matchups, a lot of good individuals, a ton of future division one players out there. Uh you know that Buford Wesleyan game, I mean I mean all these games are really good. And I think it goes in uh once you move down later into the night, the games get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Collins Hill, GAC in that, that 4 o'clock uh, time slot, that's going to be a really good game. That's, what, four Division One players on both, side, uh, both sides of the balls already uh, already at least committed. A couple of them committed, not necessarily signed. Some younger girls over there on Collins Hill. But GAC, they really get a chance to test themselves again. Collins Hill, they need to get a, a big signature victory. They're, I think their best win came against uh, Cherokee by about, 16 points so they're gonna have to really buck up and play against GAC play well against them Buford and Wesleyan Wesleyan swings the ball around really well and Buford's got those big physical guards Tori Osmond very good and then Northview Flowery Branch gonna be a good one and model first Sequoia with Victoria Saxon inside for Modell model or Modell however you want to pronounce it but if I had to say best game uh I want to say Colin Silver's GAC just to see is GAC going to continue this run with beating these bigger schools and taking it to them in uh, commanding fashion? This would be, what, their third Class 7A team that they would have slayed. They've already beaten Norcross. They've already beaten, uh, uh, who else did we just say? They already beat McEachern last night. So if they get a third feather in their cap early on in this season, I think GAC is going to run away with the 3A title. I'm sorry, Beach plays extremely hard down on the uh, the coast, and they're, they're a really good team. But j- this year, I think it's just it's stacked against them. I just don't think they'll be able to stop GAC. And with that, that whole article and the rest of the content is on sandyspiel.com. As always, Kyle, you're on Twitter at KyleSandy355 and the Sandy Spiel Twitter account at SandySpiel. Tuesday nights and Friday nights, that's going to be your place to go for all the scores and, uh, you know, recaps from around the, around the state. We retweet. We try to get things out as soon as we get them. Um, up on the website later on Tuesday and Friday nights, we'll have the recaps, rankings, of course, Sunday and Monday. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions on the podcast about the rankings, shoot us an email, sandyspiel at gmail.com or tweet 
at either the Sandy Spiel account or at my account at Ramin Vergani. And we'll uh, love to get your questions back on the podcast next week. We'll be back with you next week for another iteration of the podcast. And on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.